Is it time for a mind shift? If you don't know what that means, then join your host, Dr. Clint Haycock, a former evangelical Christian pastor and Bible college teacher of over 20 years, along the journey of deconstruction and reconstruction of faith, life, religion, and spirituality. Hey everybody, welcome to this special bonus episode where I've had a really interesting conversation with Mikey Weinstein, the founder and president of MRFF, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. I wanted to talk with Mikey ever since I came across his name when I read Jeff Charlotte's book, Sea Street, which is kind of a sequel to his book, The Family. And he goes into great detail in one of the chapters toward the end of the book about the spread of this kind of dominionist, Christian nationalist version of evangelical Christianity into the United States military. And he mentions Mikey Weinstein, which is, of course, where I heard about him. So I looked up MRFF and then got a hold of Mikey and finally had a chance to sit down and talk with him. He's very busy. And so this is a pretty short interview, but it gives a fascinating insight as to the world of MRFF. What is it all about? Well, reading from their website, MRFF, their mission is as follows. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation is dedicated to ensuring that all members of the United States Armed Forces fully receive the constitutional guarantees of religious freedom to which they and all Americans are entitled by virtue of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. And what they hold to are the following kind of value statements They say that no religion or religious philosophy may be advanced by the United States Armed Forces over any other religion or religious philosophy. No member of the United States Armed Forces may be compelled in any way to conform to a particular religion or religious philosophy. No member of the United States Armed Forces may be compelled in any way to witness or engage in any religious activity. And unfortunately, though, what we see so much of the time as, as Mikey will describe what we call this weaponized Christianity, where it's this sort of dominionist, Christian nationalist, very aggressive proselytizing by members of the military, and they're abusing their authority basically by forcing subordinates to listen. And so that's what MRFF is fighting, this very issue of weaponized Christianity in the United States military. And of course, Mikey's been reviled by the fundamentalist, radical Christian far right. He's been given a lot of names by his enemies, including the following. He's been called Satan. He's been called Satan's lawyer, the Antichrist, that godless secular leftist, the antagonizer of all Christians, the most dangerous man in America, one of my favorite, the field general of the godless armies of Satan. And it's very ironic, I think, that so much of these attacks against MRFF and against Mikey and his family have come from so-called loving Christians. I would just say, before we get into the interview with Mikey, if you don't know anything about this Dominion Theology stuff that we're going to be talking about, I've been doing a tremendous amount of work over the last couple years. The best way to find all my information on Dominion Theology would be to go to my YouTube channel, and I'll put the link in the show notes. 
I have an actual playlist of episodes that I've done over the years with experts talking about Dominion theology, Christian nationalism, and all the rest of it. There's a playlist there on my channel, so that's the best place to go to find out more information as to what Mikey and I are talking about if this is all new to you. So let's get into the interview with Mikey Weinstein as we talk about this issue of how MRFF is fighting against weaponized Christianity in the United States military. I'm here talking today with Satan's lawyer, Mikey Weinstein of the MRFF, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, along with other titles you've been called. I know not all of them good. So welcome, Mikey, to MindShift Podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Clint. It's nice to be here. So I came across your work from Jeff Charlotte's book, C Street. I'd never heard of MRFF before. Do you call it MRF or MRFF? How do you you pronounce it? Both. (laughs) Yeah. And other names, I'm sure not not quite as good. I know you- we have over 600 people that work here, like many civil rights organizations, Clint. Um, yeah. A lot are volunteers. Of course, we have a paid staff, but we have uh, MRFF representatives um, on many of the U.S. military installations um, in the uh, continental United States and also all over the world on aircraft carriers and submarines, you know, and mm. so they're everywhere. And uh, inwardly, uh, I mean, inside, we will call it MRF. It's just faster than going MRFF. And uh, mm. the maniacs out there can't seem to ever get our acronym right, but that's that's their problem. So it's not ours, you know. That's right. I know you've come under a lot of attack, but I'm interested. I've read some of the history of the foundation of MRF, M-R-F-F. I came across your name in an article in 2005. Now, I think your son, Casey, was at the time a cadet at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. And there was a study that was, um, I've had uh, four of my kids go there. That was my youngest at the time, Curtis. Curtis was Curtis, Because Casey and his wife both graduated in uh, 2004. And uh, interestingly enough, Casey is a member of the House of Representatives uh, from the state of Ohio in the state legislature there. So he and his wife are 2004 graduates. And uh, Casey's younger brother, Curtis, was the one that was there in 2005. Yeah, so I saw a few articles and your name was mentioned. Now, I don't know if Murph was around at that time when that article was written, because it was off the back of a study by the Yale, I think it was the Yale Divinity School. Yes. Yeah, so it came in actually, and investigated the academy. We actually started the fight on, uh, I owe all of this to Mel Gibson, on February 4th, mm. 2004, when his movie came out called The Passion of the Christ, or as we refer oh, yes. to it here at MRFF. Uh, the Jesus Chainsaw Massacre or Freddy versus Jesus. Um, (laughs) When I saw the amount of pressure being put on the Academy faculty, the staff, Air Force Academy faculty, Air Force Academy staff, and Air Force Academy cadets to go see that thing, I knew that something was very, very wrong. And so we started the fight then. I tell people it was like pulling on a a thread on a sweater, and then pretty soon the sweater disintegrates because there's there's so much complicity there. Mm -hmm. And 22 months later, on December 15th, 2005, we formed the foundation. I mean, I reached out to ACLU, couldn't get a call back, reached out to Americans United for Separation of Church and State. These are all great organizations, sure. but they don't focus with laser-like precision where all the nuclear weapons are. I've, I've described them, uh, the U.S. military as technologically, Clint, the most lethal organization ever created by homo sapiens. And it is. It's true. And what we fight here is the fact that it's not a problem issue or challenge. It's, a, it's an internal national security threat to have this kind of fundamentalist or dominionist Christian nationalism inextricably intertwined into the very DNA of the Pentagon, or as we call it, the Pentecostal God. And hmm. um, so, we, you know, we represent over 73,000 members of the military and veterans, which include active duty, uh, National Guard, Reserve. I mentioned veterans, people that have served, uh, as well as um, officer candidate school, officer training school. ROTC and Academy Cadets and Midshipmen, 
and even junior ROTC in high school. So we've we've handled uh, every type. About ninety five percent of our clients are Christians. About three fourths yes, of a million different denominations, and one fourth are Roman Catholic. The remaining five percent or so, are, of course, are all of the other faiths: Jewish, Muslim. We represent a little more than eighteen percent of all Muslims. We've had every faith except Scientology. We even have twelve members of the Church of the Jedi, right out okay. of Star Wars. Like I so said, we, we don't care. We only care about yeah, the what's your religion place and manner in which um, you feel you have the right to deploy your faith or non-faith, because we also represent hundreds of atheists and agnostics, secularists and humanists. Hold on, get one quick sec. Hello? Okay, well, that was a bad, one of those typical calls we get that start off with four-letter words. <laughs> Fuck and you. you so that's, uh, th- this, is the, this is what our life is like. That's why we live with the, uh, uh, the dogs, the guns, the cameras, our personal security, and our local SWAT folks. And so, I've heard um, about that. My wife's actually written two books just with the hate mail that we get yes, uh, published by uh, Rare Bird uh, Literature, which is, I mean, Rare Bird Books, which is um, our wonderful publisher out in Los Angeles. So we, wa- we don't hide it. We want people to see the stuff that's out there. And I'm not, you know, like I said, we, don't, we have just a short time today, but it's not, um, it's almost as if we, that we suddenly became discovered after January 6th, you know, the uh, insurrection on Capitol mm-hmm. Hill, when so many, about 20% of the, the rioters, uh, insurrectionists, rebels were members of the military or former members of the military. And so we've been saying this yeah. for years that fundamentalist or what's known as dominionist Christianity, same kind of stuff I'm sure you've talked with uh, my friend Frank Schaefer about. Oh, yes. The difference between Frank and myself is that we fight it, again, with laser-like precision in the U.S. Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Air Force, Space Force, and Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. And actually in the intelligence agency. There are 17 intelligence agencies with the U.S. government. Some are well-known, like the uh, CIA sure. and NSA. But um, so uh, we work very hard to try to stop this apocalyptic, weaponized version of the gospel of Jesus Christ there. You know, just mm-hmm. think Salafist or extremist Islam or extreme Orthodox Judaism, but none of them control the military. It's That's Christian dominionism. Yeah. Maybe you've heard about the Seven Mountain Mandate oh, and yeah. the Apostolic Re- uh, Reformation. All, it's all, you know, Sarah Palin, all of these folks. But the average uh, mainstream media journalist has not heard about this at all. So I'm so glad that you're doing the doing this mm-hmm. um, and getting this out there. The mainstream media barely touches it. The progressive media will look at it a little bit. The right-wing media uh, loves to champion it because they can, they can put weaponized Jesus in, you know, sheep Jesus clothing, kind of like a... Uh, a way to disguise what their true intent is, which is, um, you know, make no bones about it. Christian nationalism despises mm. democracy and it wants is. to create, wants to replace it with, you know, um, Levitican based theocracy. Yeah, the Old Testament you know, where, law. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're a mouthy teenager, you're going to be stoned to death. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Whole, about 650 things that you can do that you'll be sown to death for. So there's a lot of things. Yeah. Incorrigible yeah. teens and everything else. Absolutely. Well, I was surprised to see that statistic on your website. You said 95% of your clients are Christians. Now, well, yeah, I would have expected our staff also of, of 600 right. plus are also Christians. So you sent me an article. I think this morning I got it. It just came out that story about to Jewish, I think they might have been soldiers. I'm not sure. We didn't say what branch of the military they we were in. I, I would like to be able to do that, but we are not. Most of our clients don't want us to ever. Yeah. With their situation, sure. ever see the light of day or whatever. They won't write a thank you note or whatever. They're afraid of what's out there. So I can't the tell you whether they're soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. We don't know. They use the term guardians for the Space Force. But uh, right. yeah, this happened and uh, very difficult. If you're even being gently evangelized by your military, military superior, get the F out of my face, sir or ma'am, is not an option for you. So they come to us, we do it. We're very aggressive and we're very militant, but our aggression and militancy, Clint, is in support of the separation of church and state, which is Mm -hmm. in our constitution. England didn't have that. 
Wales didn't have that. Ireland didn't have that. Northern Ireland, none of them. Israel doesn't have that. They, they don't even have a constitution. Mm-hmm. But in, in our country, we look at European history, where most of the, so many of the um, horrors that had occurred there in history had been when men of the cloth had been men in political power. They look at England, they look at Cromwell, they look at the Salem witch trials, and they said, yep. we're not going to do that here. So they cleaved a canyon or chasm between physical and metaphysical you know, physical and spiritual and church and state. And so unfortunately, so many Americans are so terribly poorly educated. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, the daisy chain kind of goes like this. Poor education leads to ignorance, which breeds hate, which further propels bigotry, prejudice and bullying, which leads to violence, which leads to blood in the streets. And so that's what you've got. We basically have three Americas now. We have the what's left of Trump's America. We have that part of America that fights Trump America. And then we have the largest part, uh, the part that doesn't care. It doesn't give a shit. It's yep. ambivalent. And it's just, I did, they just want to get back to being able to go, go to baseball games and bowl, uh, go to a movie in a movie, movie theater. Three mm-hmm. Americas. And uh, we have all of these nuclear weapons and a military that is infused that follow this kind of virulently weaponized Christianity. Either you accept their version, their version, I could say virgin too, their version of Christianity or you don't. And if you don't, since you're going to end up burning forever in the fires of hell, forever, uh, what yeah. good are you now? And if you look at the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters. Yeah, the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers are very, very good. You will find this version of Christian nationalism, again, inextricably intertwined into every molecule, proton, neutron, and atom. It was called Christian identity back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. you know, with the white supremacy movement. But uh, the number one enemy of white supremacy is democracy. And the number one enemy of democracy is white supremacy. You know, America, oftentimes you've heard it was built. Most origins of countries aren't pretty. Uh, Ours was built on on racism and um, genocide, genocide of Native Americans. Slavery. You can sit there and say all you want about it, but that's what happened. It's the truth. It is the truth. It's um, the truth. And if you look at the origin story of Israel, I mean, I get vilified because I actually believe that Palestinians are human beings. Mm. I support a two-state solution. It's um, it's a tough world. I mean, humanity, we're a very recent development on planet Earth. You know, planet Earth was here for billions of years before we showed up. Mm-hmm. And civilization is even, is way more recent than that. Maybe just a few thousand years, if that. Maybe a thousand years. And maybe even less than that. So yeah. we're dealing with ourselves as animals. We're not different than any other species that's here, but we have a important requirement to defend the viability of this planet. We have this unique, I mean, I don't think, you know, that dogs and whales and uh, giraffes and kangaroos have a philosophy as to where they came from, what they're doing here, what the purpose is after. I could be wrong about that. Maybe Mm -hmm. trees do, but we certainly do. Mm -hmm. And if we have all of these weapons, I mean, it's bad enough when you find Christian nationalism or dominionism with the state legislatures, with the the, uh, public sewage workers or public bus drivers or cops or firefighters are in public education or state legislatures, like I mentioned, but they don't have the drones, the conventional weapons hmm. and the massive number of nuclear weapons. To me, the biggest miracle in the history of, of humankind is not that someone allegedly parted the Red Sea. I don't necessarily think that even happened. Mm-hmm. It's that we haven't used a nuke since Nagasaki. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, August it's unbelievable. 1945. How the hell have we gotten, has that not happened? Fortunately. Yeah. We've come close many times. But... We have come very close. I mean, yeah, you know, I, scary. The, the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was going to say, yeah. And, uh, and, and even other, other times. So 
this is what we are trying to deal with. There is no uh, rest for the wicked. Like I said, this, there is no nine to five at MRFF or Murph. And uh, mm-hmm. we are fortunate there are people like you out that want to try to expose this and get it out as, to as many people as possible. If I, if my last name was Smith and I was a, uh, a plumber, I don't think I would catch 99.9% of the death threats and vi- threats of violence and dismemberment mm-hmm. that we get. But my last name is obviously a Jewish surname, Weinstein, and I'm a lawyer. And so, you know, that makes me... Um, Two strikes right there, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. According to them, right. Yeah. And so, um, so what we try to do is the, the there's only two types of ways you can fight the military. They're terribly terrified of of bad media anywhere, mm-hmm. and secondly, they don't want to be dragged into this federal or state court. So um, we are very aggressive. I, I use the analogy of a picnic. If you and your your family over there in uh, the UK decide to go on a picnic, beautiful sunny day, it's great. There's a few little flies around. Mm-hmm. You won't even notice the flies, Clint, because they're flies and just, they come with picnics. Yeah. If, however, suddenly the sun darkens because a massive horde of wasps, hornets, and bees are coming your way, you will get the hell up and run. So we That's have true. formed MRFF to be a massive swarm of hornets, bees, and wasps. We know exactly what the military is afraid of, and we do it for a good reason. There is no way, in, like in the story we broke yesterday, that a subordinate member of the military who happens to be Jewish, should be asked or, or told by their superior, why do you all wear those little beanies? Why are mm. you all so good with money? Why wouldn't you accept Jesus? He was one of you. And hey, I'd like to go on a guided tour of Auschwitz. Can you take me? Yeah, uh, your I saw military that. superior. And the dynamic Shocking. between your military superior and your and your and a subordinate is not 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 the relationship between your shift manager at Starbucks and a subordinate. The military has its yeah. own criminal code. It's Having true. sexual intercourse in the military with someone other than your spouse, adultery is a felony. And if you're ordered to go to the base dentist, that's 1,600 hours, four o'clock, and you don't go, Clint, that's a felony. Why? You're in because trouble. Yeah. The military survives on good order, morale, discipline, and unit cohesion. And so I know. I was in the Navy. I, okay. I served six years. <laughs> you went through three Uh No, I went through San Diego. Oh, you went through San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do know what it's like then. And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, I've been screamed at. <laughs> and then ended up going to the Naval Academy, graduated from, the, from Annapolis. Yeah. In fact, his best friend and classmate there was Ross Perot. Who I am oh, yeah. his first general counsel of Pro Systems Corporation. So, yeah, you worked for him, uh, didn't you? You can't fight back. And then to be told that this particular uh, military commander was holding a uh, weekly uh, Bible study during duty hours, he would bring hot dogs and he told his Jewish subordinates, I've never had Jews. What's it like to be Jew? Not a Jew. What's it like to be Jew? And I've never had Jews that worked for me before. But if you come to my Bible study, I'll bring you bagel dogs. I mean, fuck that. Can I say that on this show or not? I don't know. Yeah, you can say it. You just did. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's so you have to, this is a sense of enragement. Yeah. That is, it's not, it's not a, it's not quantifiable. It, uh, when you tell someone that they lack integrity, courage, honor, honorability, intelligence, and character, because they don't accept a particular weaponized version of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why Clint, there is no difference between that and telling someone they're stupid because of the color of their skin or because they were mm. born without a penis and only a vagina, and therefore you're just a woman. Yeah. Because Christian na- nationalists believe that women, their sole function is to spread their legs, get pregnant, prepare meals, buy food, and clean up after meals. Yeah, have that's loads of kids. Yep, that's right. Populate the earth as the quiverful theology and all the rest quiverful, of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, get Pump out a bunch of kids. Naked, clean the house, make the food, and keep getting pregnant. Yeah, and eventually we'll take over the world. Exactly. Have, have enough Christian kids out there. There's, they're going to take over eventually. That's the real replacement theory. 
Yeah, it's fascinating. And going back, to, I wanted to talk about that 95% Christians. I'm just fascinated by that. I wonder if you could explain that a little bit more, because what what sort of things are they experiencing? You'd think they'd be safe of all people, no, they're, a Christian they're, they're, in the military. They have the biggest target on their back. Our largest endorsing organization here at the Military Religious Freedom Foundation is the California Council of Churches Impact Organization. That's, let's mm-hmm. get this. It's 5,500 individual churches in California one and a half million Protestants and about 21 or 22 different denominations. If you're a Christian and you're not a fundamentalist Christian, if you don't believe that the great commission of Mark 16, 15 and Matthew 28, 19, which is one of the last things Jesus is supposed to have said to his disciples, mm-hmm. you know, go and make disciples of all nations. If that yeah. doesn't drive your life and you don't use your position of military authority as a force multiplier, then you are spitting in the face of Jesus. I mean, mm. Jews, we had, we get, Muslims, we get, atheists, agnostics, and they're all terrible. They won't accept Christ. But you, as a, a supposed Christian, how can you call yourself a Christian? So um, uh, we have found that the largest number of our clients are, as I mentioned, Protestants. Of uh, We have uh, uh, 24 different varieties of Baptists alone as clients here. Mainline Christianity follows the so-called Sermon on the Mount, the book of Matthew, described mm-hmm. where Jesus says, look, you know, love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and heart. And here's a cool, cool one. It's called the golden rule. Do unto others the way you wish to be treated, mm-hmm. which, by the way, predated Christians, even predated Jews. That was in the Code of Hammurabi. Treat oh, yeah. others the way you back. want to be treated. Right? And so Millennia. that's the um, that's the great commandment. Those are great commandment Christians, which is mm-hmm. the, still the largest majority of Christianity out there. But as I mentioned, great commission Christians do not follow the great commandment as their, I'll use a Star Trek term, prime directive. Hmm. Their uh, prime directive is getting more people into the faith. Mike Pompeo, who's a real piece of shit. Um, yeah. Another one. Uh, Betsy DeVos. There were so many fundamentalist Christians that were brought in by Trump. Trump is. A, oh, absolutely. Trump, Trump was, I, I think, was as it can best be, defi- to be defined as a mentally ill three and a half or four year old. But yeah. uh, he, he, he's been putting out the same noxious frequency since he, you know, he popped out of his mommy. Um, mm-hmm. Suddenly he's there and suddenly <laughs> he started getting returned the right way. Yeah, and suddenly Trump, started working for him. Oh, yeah, well, it was it purely was. a transactional thing, wasn't it, between him and the oh, evangelicals? Oh, completely. It was so blatantly obvious. Let me make it clear. Evangelicals are friends of ours. Yeah. They, they are on our staff. Uh, they donate to us. They're clients of ours. Every fundamentalist or Christian nationalist is an evangelical. Mm-hmm. Oh, but not, 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 uh, not vice versa. Evangelical, yeah, it doesn't go both ways. Evangelical Christian is like driving a car. You can drive if you aren't stoned, drunk, or you're overly tired. Um, mm-hmm. It's time, place, and manner. Evangelicals can follow the Great Commission as long as they do it in accordance with the separation of church requirements of our Constitution. It's construing federal case law. And all of the DIR, Clint, the DIR, Directives, Instructions, and Regulations mm-hmm. of the Department of Defense. And so we have a number of evangelicals that support us. They're on staff. They donate to us. But when they become bad evangelicals, they become Christian nationalists or dominionists. Mm-hmm. When a car driver becomes a bad driver, they're driving that two-ton or one-ton vehicle, which is a missile, and they're stoned or they're drunk or they're too tired to be able to drive. Mm-hmm. This isn't that hard. I, I try to explain to people that when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, that was not, not, not white Major League Baseball player oppression. That was mm-hmm. my white Major League Baseball player equalization. The march in Selma and the civil rights movement of the, of the late 50s and 60s, that wasn't white person oppression. That was white person equalization. The feminist movement in the 70s wasn't male persecution mm-hmm. or, t- or tyranny. It was male equalization. So what we're fighting here at MRFF in the military is not Christian persecution. It is Christian equalization. 
Now you have to share your toys with everyone else. Yeah, and if a you level playing field. Right. Level, we will react and we will not react in a matter of days or weeks. We try to react within seconds and minutes. Seconds. Yeah, you're all over it. One of the things, if you notice from the press release yesterday, is that we won that case with the two Jewish uh, subordinates being harassed and uh, persecuted by their uh, military superior, who, by the way, got, we got him fired in 36 Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, so he's been moved under the Privacy Act. We don't know exactly what the discipline will be, but you know, I, mean, I was able to connect with his. We always go to the boss's boss. We go two levels up. Mm. Uh, was horrified that this was happening. Can you imagine having African American subordinates and and uh, and subjecting them to statements about their ethnicity and culture that way? But can you imagine going to a Jewish person? I lost members of my family in the Holocaust. Yeah. So, look, I, I I I don't hate Jews. I love Jews because by getting to understand what makes you people tick. And he said that stuff. I'll you better, people. Oh, the better right. You people again. And Ralph <laughs> had enough trouble with that when he ran. Yeah. He's, he used that term in front of the NAACP. But I want to know what makes you tick that will actually enhance and, uh, you know, a buttress my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And someday I hope you'll take me on a tour of Auschwitz. Are, are you kidding me? Wow. It's unbelievable. And, and if I need to explain this to people, just like at some point when it came to Trump, if I need to explain what to you what a piece of shit he is, then it's too far gone. If I need to explain to you why morally and ethically it's wrong to pour gasoline on a litter of newborn German Shepherd puppies and then drop a match, you're gone. I'm not going to waste my time. Mm-hmm. So I always tell journalists, just like yourself, I'm not going to even do an interview. And I've got another one after this one and another one after that one. Mm. You're booked up. And, well, no, unless I'm not saying it because I'm so I'm saying, you know, I'm not going to do the interview unless you are ready to rock and roll and you understand what we're doing. Oh, yeah. As a journalist, I don't see left-leaning journalism. I see lassitude, laziness in journalism. They're not Mm. prepared. You're prepared, you know, and and that's important. Otherwise, I'm not going to participate. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Well, and that's what brought you to my attention was that I've been working on, like you said, the Christian reconstructionism, the dominionist piece, the Seven Mountains stuff for probably at least two years now. I've been doing episode after episode, talking to experts. That's why I read Jeff Charlotte's book. He's a, uh, is a dear friend. He's a uh, yeah. former Thomas Jefferson Award winner with us. And Schaefer, Schaefer used to be on our advisory board himself. But, you know, yeah. Jeff is a, uh, is a uh, teaches, uh, last I heard at Dartmouth, he's a very, very good friend. And uh, mm-hmm. he very courageously moved forward. He wrote an article for Harper's uh, Jesus versus Muhammad when we talked about that this was absolutely a, uh, a, war, a religious war. And look, the people that wrote the Bible, these are Bronze Age people that did not know about germ theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did not know that the earth was, you know, I, I understand that. I'm not being negative to, I don't give a shit what your religious faith is. You can, you can follow Spider-Man or like I said, Star Wars. The Star Jedi. Wars. All we're talking about is there is a time, place, and manner in which you can do that. One yeah. time, place, manner in which you cannot is when you're in uniform in the military workplace, which sometimes is a fighter aircraft or a bomber, or it's a silo that can launch a nuclear weapon. To any of your listeners, please Google these following two phrases. Jesus nukes and Jesus rifles. We had 68 Air Force nuclear missile launch officers come to us because they were being indoctrinated in this whole concept of weaponized Christianity. Through uh, the Freedom of Information Act, we were able to get a copy of that thing. It's on our website. Jesus nukes. Now, I'm going to have to look that up. (laughs) Every rifle, every rifle that the the American military had on its uh, metallic sites were ingrained citations, biblical citations from the, the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Turns out that just like Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A are Christian companies, mm-hmm. so is Trijicon. Uh, they got a, a nearly a $2 billion contract to make these these sites that go on the rifles. 
we had 136, I think it was, um, uh, soldiers and Marines from Afghanistan come to us because uh, we call them the Jesus rifles. Think of the right. optics. You're pointing and you're going to shoot a Muslim through the yeah, site that a Bible has a verse citation on it. from Jesus on it. Turns out that, that NATO had these same, uh, these same sites. So did the Israeli Defense Forces. So we, <laughs> oh. David Petraeus was in charge of the war at the time when we blew that one up. We have many other stories. But if you just Google Jesus nukes and Jesus rifles, maybe you've never heard of something called the 13th stroke theory. It's something we lawyers no. use in court sometimes. It's like the 13th stroke, Clint, of a crazy clock that cast doubt not only upon that hour, but indeed all that preceded. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. What other stuff is out there? Well, you can't believe the crap that we found. We're in the 18th year of this fight. And with the foundation, 22 months minus that. Yeah, again, we have a close relationship with Americans United and with other organizations that are out there, the ACLU when, when, when necessary. But you can't get through to the ACLU. They won't pick up the phone. You can't move quickly. They're wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But they're bureaucratic. Americans United is fabulous. I can pick up the phone. And they'll be with us in a second. I'm a member of the Jewish War Veterans. But they're not always on our side. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, we try to, we, we look at our members of the military and we respect them tremendously and we provide them AARP and not maybe the one you're thinking about, the American mm-hmm. Association for Retired Persons, but anonymity, action, results, and protection. Mm-hmm. The big one being anonymity. You know, yeah, our clients, uh, the, the problem is it's like, you know, if you're in penitentiary and you're going to indicate to the corrections officers, which people are secretly members of the KKK or the Bloods or the Crips, find out the name of the people that are talking to you that are providing this information, you're going to have a target on you. You're not going to last very long. So our clients, of course, are terrified. And if you want to file an inspector general complaint or an equal employment opportunity complaint in the military, they tell you they'll protect your identity, but they don't. So you're, you're basically turning yeah. yourself into what we call, get this visual now, a tarantula on a wedding cake. <laughs> and I know that you and I have both been to weddings, and I'm sure many people in your audience. Oh, yeah. Plant. Tarantulas are wedding cakes. They don't last very long. Don't go together. No. No, no. So we try to do that for them. So I, uh, I'm enjoying this. We're going a little longer than I thought. But how about we go down to, is there a final question we can do and get through? I guess the question then, if we want to wrap it up, how can people get a hold of your organization? What's the best way to find you? Thank you for that. Well, we, we hide in plain sight. I mean, we're at militaryreligiousfreedom.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't run on chocolate sauce. We're a 501c3 charity. If you donate to us, you're doing the right thing, and it's a full tax deduction. Or I'm just going to give you my phone number because it's out there everywhere. And call me directly. You call me, I will pick up the phone. You will not get right. a secretary or a staffer. I don't care what time of the day it is or night. We have a, a business line, but my personal cell number right here is 505-250-7727. If you need help, call me, and we will be there immediately. 505-250-7727, or go to our website at militaryreligiousfreedom.org. You can find out about us, see everything that's there. They'll give you an 800 number you can call if you want to get a hold of me or and other members of our staff. You're in trouble, you're in the military, or you're a veteran, come here and you will get a response back, we hope, at the speed of light. That's our, that's yeah. our goal. You and, don't hang around, that's for sure. And I can hear you've got buzzers and bells and stuff going on, so I know you've got thousands of calls and texts and messages waiting for you as soon as you get done. Yeah, so that's okay. you go. It's important to do these and that, and we'll, uh, it is. we'll get the link, send it to us and we'll get it out. We have a large regional, national, international following. So absolutely. We'll, well thank you so much. Nobel Peace Prize nominations. Uh, yeah. I saw last that. four from uh, you know, prior winners of the Peace Prize. We have a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, um, Bobby Muller on our advisory board in 1997. He was the co-founder of the international campaign to ban landmines. And, you know, we love love Bobby. He was a Marine uh, lieutenant who unfortunately got wounded severely in Vietnam. He's been in a wheelchair 
Mm. ever since then but he is uh he's an amazing activist and huge supporter uh gary johnson who ran for president twice as libertarian and two-time republican governor here in my home state of new mexico is on our advisory board mike farrell from mash is on our advisory board very active oh really Um, and oh yes very 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 active larry wilkerson who was the chief of staff to former secretary of state colin powell who was also the head soldier the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff uh, Larry teaches public policy, government and public policy at the College of William and Mary. Also on our advisory board, Dick Lamb, the former three-term governor of Colorado. We have a lot of luminaries there. Yeah, that's some big names. And we're um, and many others that I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out. But we have a great staff of people here, and we we uh, we appreciate what it takes the the fortitude to to stand up and fight. And our job is to make sure we protect our clients when they want to do that. Yeah, and I know you come under a tremendous amount of persecution. I'm sure we don't have time, but I'd love to hear someday about all the stuff. You've, your house has been shot up and you've had bricks rolled through the windows and oh, yeah, yeah. all I mean, sorts of things. Had, uh, we've, the windows have been shot out twice. We've had yeah. uh, innocent animals disemboweled and beheaded and left on the front of the house. Swastikas and crucifixes painted on the house. But, but I'm not going to cry my beer. I mean, this, uh, this comes with the territory, mm. but we're not going to hide it. We want people to know what these people are, are, are doing when you yeah. threaten or you start uh, a group prayer session to try to make sure that all of the women in my family and our women lawyers develop fast-moving metastasizing breast cancer. I, I mean, th- th- these are Nazi-like yeah. evil, evil yeah. things. Again, it, weaponized it, Christianity. It is. That, that's what, what we said. Use. But I'm sure we'll, uh, we've, I've really enjoyed this. I'm sure we'll do this a number of more, a number of times. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to keep in touch. So thank you so much, Mikey. And thank you for the work that MRFF is doing. It's a valuable work. Keep up the fight, man. Thank you, Clint. I appreciate it. You take care. Okay, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.